What was Monday? Monday was Memorial Day, right? What did you do Memorial Day? What about Tuesday? What about Wednesday? What about Thursday? Like, like think about the things, the people that you saw. If you went to, to, to work, you know, the work that was accomplished. If you went to school, oh, wait, no school. Yes, you know. Think about your week. Was it a good week? Was it fulfilling? Was it, was it, was it, was it life or was it just living? Were you just kind of like going through the motions? Here's a, here's a good way to know if your week was satisfying or not. Say, for instance, I had the power to take last week, your last week, this last seven days, and times it times 52, and string them together and make your next year with this last week. It's a good question, isn't it? Would you want that? Okay, so we got one. We got one person. Like, like, like think, just think about, would you want 52 of those weeks? And I'm not talking Groundhog's Day or Groundhog's Week where it's the same week. It's Memorial Day every Monday. No, no, I'm talking about just how did this week feel? How, what was your attitude towards it? And, and did you like it? Did you find it fulfilling? See, and for some of us, some of us, we wouldn't want that. We would not want this last week for the next 52 weeks. There's something that's dissatisfying about it. There's something that's like, it just missed. It was just off. It was just frustrating. I didn't like it. And here's what I know about you. If that's you, some of you I know really well. Some of you I don't know hardly at all. But here's what I know about you. You didn't set out last week to be like, I hope this is a mediocre week. You just didn't. We, we, we're hopeful that, that this, you know, next, this week is better than the last, right? We, we set out, and, and that, but how do we make good weeks? How do we, how do we live life in such a way? See, see the English language is, is really interesting. The English language is, is one of the most, I just learned this from my friend from France a couple weeks ago. It's actually a really vast language, my friend from France was saying that our dictionary, like if you look at the book, you know, like we don't have these anymore. We, we threw them out years ago because of the internet. But if we had them on our shelves, and then if you had like a French dictionary, it'd be like a quarter of the size. I had no idea. The English language is one of the most vast languages uh, around. And, and here's the thing. Even, even despite how vast the English language is, we regularly depend on emphasis. You know what I mean? There's life. And then there's life, you know. There's, there's food. Yeah, we had food. And then there's food, you know. There's pizza, and then there's pizza. There's, there's vacation. Yeah I, was on, yeah, I was off last week. I was with my in-laws. And then there's vacation, and I slept in, and we went to the beach, and I did whatever I want. You know what I mean? We do this all the time with the English language. There's party. Yeah, we went to a party. And then there's, oh, there's that party. There's a date. And then there's a date. You know, you went out with her, you went out with him, and, and it was a date. You know what I'm saying? We do this all the time with words. And, and here's what's interesting. With, there's certain words in the, 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 the English language, like love, for instance, that m other languages have multiple, like multiple words for love. The word life is kind of like that, too. There's life, and then there's life. In the English language, but if you go to other languages, they have multiple words for 
the life, and it's the difference between life and living. Isn't that interesting to think about? And here's what, here's what we're going to talk about for the next few weeks. It's, it's this big idea, and we can put it up on the board, Trevor. Did you know that God joins us in our quest for life? Like, like in that quest, that feeling, like it's, it's Sunday, you get to step back, you get to be like, how was my week? You get to think about your next week. And as you think about your next week, you're, you're hoping, you're wanting it to be full of life, right? Did you know that God joins you in that quest? That God actually partners with you in your quest for life, like good, true life. Like, like it, not only does he partner in it, like, I, I thought about this because this is kind of the big idea for our series. And I was like, that's not the right way of saying it, but I, I kept it anyway. The, it really, I mean, joins us. God, that's not enough. It was God's idea. Like, life truly is God's idea. He created each and every one of us for a full life. Some of you know this verse right here, John 10.10. 10. This is Jesus speaking, and he's saying this. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. You know, there's, there's the, basically, there's an enemy. There's somebody who, who would like to take life away from us, who would like to destroy our life. We won't talk about that right this second, but he, he, he says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, this is Jesus, this is the Son of God, I have come that they might have life, and have life. Have it to the full. Another version says, have it abundantly. Catch this. This is Jesus. Okay? You know, like if, if I was to ask you before, you, when you walked in, hey, why did Jesus come? You might have said, you know, to, to bring us closer to God, to, to die on the cross for our sins. You know, we could have said a lot, and all of those would be true, but there's part of Jesus' mission. He, he spells it out right here. I have come, my mission for being here, from coming to heaven to earth, my mission is to bring you life. Is that you might have life and have life. Have life to the full. God joins us in your quest for life. To have a fulfilling life. If you're a student in here, like, and you're thinking about the things that you would like to do in your life in the future, you're thinking about, like, if, if you ever want to get married or the, what you want to be in the future, and you think about how your parents live life, and you're like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this, you know, and, and, and it's, it's funny, but this is the truth. We, we're differentiating from our parents, and we're thinking about our lives, right? As you think about your life, God is joining you in that dreaming of what life could and should isn't that kind of cool? Isn't that kind of interesting? But here's the thing. There's different kinds of life out there. there there's, there's different kinds of life. And like I said in the beginning, like English only has one word for life. Greek has three words. There's two words I want us to, to focus on. There's two words, and the two words are bios and zoe. Everybody say bios. We actually just talked about bios recently because, you know, like, like biology is the study of life. And, that, you know, and then there's zoe, which is another word for life. Every single one of us <clears throat> has experienced both of these words. 
And let me explain. You've, you experience bios every time that you have a good meal. Every time that you sit down and you eat good food and it goes into your body and metabolizes, you're experiencing bios. And, if, and it, it's satisfying, right? It feels, you don't, it not only tastes good, it feels good in your body. That's bios life. And you get, you know, you get something from it. Every time you're like, have you ever been really, really thirsty? And you're dying? And then all of a sudden there's that giant glass of cold water and you start to drink it and you're like, ah, oh, that sigh is a sigh of bios life. Bios life is, is the feeling that you have after you do something hard physically, and you're tired, but you're like that good tired. You're that tired that you're like, I'm going to sleep great tonight. Oh, there's another great bios, a good night's sleep. That's bios life. You wake up, and you're like, oh, I don't even remember my head hitting the pillow. That's bios. Those, see, these are good things, right? Bios is something... When you, when you play a sport and you get better at it, anytime that you feel yourself getting stronger in life, that's bios life. Anytime you feel like you're becoming more beautiful or better looking, that's bios life. Some of us, that ship has sailed. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, anytime you feel more capable, like you're learning something, and maybe you're learning something at a really fast rate. You're learning it faster than other people. That's bios life. It's exhilarating. It's wonderful. It's a good thing. If you stop and think about it, it truly is a gift. In fact, I want to give you a gift this morning of bios life. These are dried mangoes. They're delicious. Take one down, pass it around. You don't have to eat it, but if you want some bios life, it's right there for you. Let me explain what's happening. Go ahead. Oh, I want one too. Come back here. Thanks. Go ahead. Chew it. You know, put it in your mouth. Chew it. Oh, it's so good. This is like my, one of my favorite things right now. You can feel, you can taste the flavor in your mouth, right? It tastes good. What you're tasting is, is sugar. Always tastes good. As you swallow it, what's going to happen is it's going to go down into your stomach. But by the way, I need, to, I need to do a disclosure. I am not a doctor. I, I, like, literally read stuff online last night to describe what's going on. So take it for what it's worth. But here's the deal. It'll go into your stomach. Your stomach acids will start to break up the, the fruit, the sugars. And then sometime between your stomach and in your intestines, those sugars will go out of your body through this. This is interesting. I actually learned something as I was doing this. <clears throat> Here's another just really simple form of bios life that's really interesting. I want everybody to just take three deep breaths right now. Just breathe. One more. What's happening as you're breathing, oxygen from the air, there's in, in the air there's about 80% nitrogen and 20% oxygen. Somehow your lungs, I couldn't get to the bottom of this in my research last night, but somehow your lungs 
knows what's not nitrogen and oxygen, takes the oxygen, and then that oxygen is paired molecularly with the sugar. And the oxygen is the energy that's needed to release the energy in the sugar. So that, not probably not the bite we just took, but as you take a breath, take another breath, what's happening, and you can feel it. You can feel a deep breath, you can feel, it feels good. That's bios life. And what's happening in your body is literally oxygen is pairing with sugar and releasing energy. And that goes on day after day after day. If we couldn't breathe for just even a matter of minutes, we'd be goners. Isn't that cool to think about? Isn't bios life cool? Even the, the, you know, like there's verses in the Bible, the breath in our lungs, Lord, is a gift. And I just wanted to kind of like stop and pause because I'm going to move beyond bios and say Zoe's better, spoiler alert. But, but, he, but bios is unbelievable. The way that God created us to take life to, to, to uh, go into the world and, and find fruit and, and, and eat it. And that gives us life. To get a good night's sleep. To learn that we're really good at a sport. To learn that we're really smart at something. And it, uh, what, what I love, I, I love, I, I did youth ministry for years, and one of my favorite things about youth ministry is the beautiful intensity of high school and middle school students as they start to recognize that's amazing. And then they're like, I'm going to chase that feeling. Adults, we've lost some of that. I hope, I pray that we can get some of that back because it's beautiful. And we're designed for it. Bios is great. Bios is a, a, a blast. It's a gift. But here's the thing about bios. It's fleeting. It doesn't last forever. The calories in this mango, as delicious as it is, might already be gone. <laughs> right? They're spoken for. They'll be gone tomorrow for sure. A good night's sleep lasts but a day. You know, even bios is fleeting. It goes like this. We're going to put a chart up here. It looks like this. It's a diagram. What, is, what are these called? This, is this a chart or a diagram? What is this? When it's like, you know, whoop, line graph. It's a line graph. Nailed it. This is life. And on this axis, we're going to put time. Okay? I'm going this way. And then here, bios life kind of look, looks like this. We're born. And little babies, they're, they're so full of life in their own little way. It's so, and then they, they, they just grow like crazy. They grow like weeds. You watch them change every day. And a bios life increases, increases, increases until a certain age. I'm not going to put a number on it, okay? It's different for all of us. And if you're a student, you're in here, so you don't even know what I'm talking about. For all those of us that are not students, there comes a time in life where we hit our prime. Let's just put it that way. We plateau. We pinnacle. We, and, and, then, and here's the deal. And, and, and this is when we're fastest. This is when our brains are quickest. This is when, you know what I mean? Like our bios life is at its peak as prime. Again, you fill in the blank as to when that was for you or when it might be. And then what's really interesting about bios life is just like the mango fades, so does everything in our bios life. Now, I know none of you are taking notes right now, 
But the, here's, I want us to think about this. Bios is fleeting. I literally, I was playing Frisbee the other day with my friend Jake. And Jake is probably in his late 20s now. And he, when, I, when I played Frisbee with him last, he was like a teenager. And he came into town and we got to play Frisbee. And I, I played Frisbee all the time when I was doing youth ministry. And I not, I've noticed something recently when I've been playing Frisbee. I have like this muscle memory that's outdated. Let me explain. Frisbee's coming up overhead. A few years back, I used to be able to just jump and grab that Frisbee. Now I jump, and the Frisbee just kind of keeps going. <laughs> and it's like, wait, my muscles, when, my, when I went like this, my muscles were sure they could grab that Frisbee. And then I didn't. And I was explaining this to my friend Jake. I was like, Jake, I have this muscle memory problem. It's like out of date. And he's like, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, and he's in his 20s still. He's like, yeah, it's just a little different for me than it used to be. And I was just like, and then he said something like, it's almost like I need a new memory. I, like I need a new hard drive or a new terabyte or something like that. I was like, bro, it's all in the cloud these days. <laughs> it's past us. It's gone. You know? And that's the reality. And, and, and the reality is, is like, you, you, you might hit a peak, and maybe physically, maybe like at work, you're just on it. You're the best salesperson. You're the best person. You know, you're just, you're like, you can just keep on top of things, fire back emails to people, know what to say, know what to do. And then all of a sudden, one day, it might, maybe this is now, maybe, the, maybe this will come in the future. That stops. And that starts to fade away. Bios, here's the point. Bios has a shelf life. Our bios, our physical life, has a shelf life. And no matter how much we pursue more bios, no matter how great our health insurance is, no matter how much money we have to nip and tuck, <laughs> you know, it's like, we start looking at our bodies and like, I was firmer before. I'm not as firm as I once was. And like, it's, no matter how much we have to, to help that, no matter how much it would be better, the workouts, oh, I found a good workout to help that, it will all fade. It will all go the way of the world and it will eventually fade away because bios, this type of life, has a shelf life. You guys get this? But there's a different kind of life. There's a better kind of life. There's a zoe life. And the difference between bios and zoe is zoe life doesn't fade. It's one that can't be taken away if we pursue it. It's a life that actually over time can increase. Zoe life start right here. And I'm going to do something here. I'm going to, I'm going to fill in your blank. But like, I think Zoe life kind of goes like this. And I think it has a way potentially to increase, to really start increasing once our BIOS life starts, once we stop being distracted by the BIOS. Because when BIOS is going well, when I'm feeling good about myself, when I'm kicking butt at work, when I feel like I'm capable, when I feel like I'm powerful, I might, that's, those are good things. Those are things that God created us to. He created us for all of that. 
But for many of us, a lot of times, it's not until this starts to fade that we're like, maybe, I hope there's something more than this. I hope there's more to life than catching a Frisbee. I hope there's more to life than looking good in the mirror. I hope there's more to life than being able to run fast. You know? And we start to get a little introspective the older we get. See, the older people are really, they're just like, yep. Come on now, preach it. And, and I'm not afraid to point it out because I, I know you well. You're not embarrassed by that. The, the Zoe life is better than bio, bios life. And here's, we've all experienced Zoe life. Here's what Zoe life feels like. Anytime you come clean from something, you, you tell a secret that's been a secret for a while. If you have a secret right now, you're sitting on a, a gold mine of Zoe. And if you were to come clean with that today, it, it, it sounds weird, but as soon as you're on the other side of that confession, you feel lighter. You feel life. You know when we feel Zoe life? When we put others first. This is one of the greatest mysteries of life to me. Why is it that when I serve others, I feel better about myself? It's Zoe life. It's because Jesus said, if you want to be first, you should be last. And I can't explain it. I literally cannot explain it, but it's real. It's true. We've all felt it. We've all, if Christian or not, we've served people and as a result, we felt amazing. We used to take people to Mexico, to a really not great place in Mexico. And they'd come back from a week of that, and they'd be like, that was the best week of my life. We were in Juarez, you know, a rough part of the world. What is that? That's Zoe. When we worship God, when we bring glory to God and we say, God, I, yes, it, my life's crazy, and my life's, you know, like, uh, there's all these things that I want and I'd love to talk to you about, but my focus is on you. When we put our focus on God and we start being grateful and we start giving him praise, Zoe life follows, and maybe you've experienced that. Here's one that we've all felt, or hopefully we've all felt. Anytime that we are known and loved, by somebody else, we experience Zoe life. Anytime we, we are known, like we, we, we are just honest with somebody and they don't reject us, they're like, thank you for sharing that. And we feel that love in return, that's Zoe life. We used to do this thing called campaigners with Young Life. And we had this big problem with campaigners. At 10 p.m., it was on Thursday nights, at, by 10 p.m. on Thursday nights, there were like, like, a, a hand, like there's always a handful or more of kids that would not leave the house that we were doing campaigners at. And there was this feel in the room, we're like, guys, you have to go home. Like, like the, the, the owners of the home, they wanna go to sleep, they can't go to sleep, you're in the living room, so just go home, please. And, and, the, and kids would linger, and, and I was, it was this, it was the X factor too. It wasn't just hanging out. It wasn't just talking. These were kids that had been in a small group and into an in, in area, and it's the same small group that they came back week after week, and they were known there. And they were loved there. And as a result, they experienced Zoe life, and they're like, I don't want to leave that. I know I'm supposed to get home. I know school tomorrow. But there's Zoe here. You experience Zoe when you open up the, the the word of God and you read it 
And maybe you've experienced this where you've read it and it's like, oh my goodness, I know this was written thousands of years ago, but I feel like this was written to me. That's Zoe life. The biggest way we feel Zoe, though, is when we are forgiven of our sins completely by God. The biggest dose of Zoe that you and I experience probably in our lives is the moment that we come to Christ and confess our sins and say, these are all the things that I've done wrong. And we just keep going. And we just keep going. And we just grab a shovel. And we shovel everything that we're, we're not proud of, everything, that, every way we've wronged somebody else, every way that we, we've, we've you know, forgotten God, sinned against God, know, knew what he wanted us to do, did the opposite. We just lay all of that before God and give it to him at the foot of the cross. And that's when we experience Zoe, maybe for the first, the truest time. And then what the, reason, the reason why Zoe comes from that is Zoe, bios, see, ev- here's the thing. Everybody in this room, everybody in this world, all the people out there, they are experiencing bios life. That is given to us. The question is, is will we step into Zoe life? Will we pursue Zoe life? It might happen a little bit from time to time. We might feel it with a friend or in real relationship, but if we want true life, we have to take steps towards God himself. And after our sin is forgiven, we can maintain, and this makes perfect sense, guys. Doesn't this make sense? That life gets better as we're more connected to the author of life. That, that in a sense, we're kind of like a glove. And when we come closer to Christ, when we come closer to the maker of us, it's like the hand goes into the glove and the glove find it out, finds out what it's made for. Doesn't it make sense that, that we would experience the most amount of life, true life, Zoe life, when and only when we are connected with the author of life. Pause for a second, and then we'll continue. Think about your last week. What, what efforts did you make towards bios life? We all made them, and we all should. Do you hear me right? Yes, we need to pursue bios life. Yes, go and do your workout because it may, if it makes you feel good, it makes you healthy. That's, those are good things, right? It's important, right? What amount of, of time and energy did you spend trying to procure bios life? And juxtapose that to how much time you spent towards Zoe life. Because the reality is, is all the time that we spend towards bios life is important. We need to. We should do that. But the truth is it will fade. But Zoe life has a way of growing and growing and growing and growing and growing more. It's true life. While our bios decreases with our age, Zoe can increase and get stronger as we get older. And what's been so fun for me is to watch friends of mine who are aging and aging well. Some of you are in this room. And it's what's cool is the smart ones, they're like, they're like, the, they're like the high school student that's beautifully you know, living this beautiful intensity towards, I want more of that. 
oh, that, that girl, she kind of makes my heart flitter. I, I, I'm going to chase that feeling. Okay, that comes and goes. But then once they realize, wait, there's another source of life. If I pursue God, I, 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 there, there's more life. And, and as I decrease, that, that my Zoe increase, they become junkies. Yeah, and just so you know what I mean by junkie. And junkie, like an addict. Seeking a good thing, seeking the next hit in the best way possible. They become addicts to Zoe life. Like, I got to get more of that. I have this, I, there's, there's this, this verse in the, the book of Psalms, Psalm 63. We're going to read it right now. This is by David. David is a junkie. He's a junkie for God. Watch, watch what he says here. This is amazing. And pay attention to some of the bios language. But it's not about bios. This is all about Zoe. It goes like this, verse 1. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. This is, a, this is not a young man. This is a man who's hit his prime, who's lived in the world. The world's done him wrong a little bit. Some of the bios has been lost, and the world is just kind of a dry place to him right now. It's a dry and thirsty, weary land, and I long for you in it, God. Why? Because I have seen you in the sanctuary. I have beheld your power and your glory. Have you ever seen God? Like, none of us have actually seen God. That's kind of like a thing in the Bible. Like, none of us get that chance. But have you felt his presence? Have you beheld him in the sanctuary? Have you felt so connected to him, you felt more alive as a result of it? That's what David's talking about here. Because your love is better than life. Your love is better than life. Right? My lips will glorify you. Next slide. I will praise you as long as I live. It's, it's a decree. It's a cry. It's, it's, a, it's a commitment. I will praise you as long as, you, as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. And catch this. I will be fully, what's that word? Satisfied as with the richest of foods. You can take dinner. You can take the banquet. I'll, I'll give up any, you know, David would say at this point, like, yeah, I've I'm the king. I've gotten a lot of good food over the years. The best of the country has come through my palace. I'll take that instead. I will be fully satisfied with the, as, as with the richest of foods, with the singing lips, my, my mouth will praise you. That's Zoe life. And the older we get, the smarter, the smarter we get in our age, the more we realize, you know what? I can pursue a better retirement. I can pursue more money at work. I can pursue, you know, notoriety with people. I can pursue even great relationships with people, friends, deep friendships, and those are good. But, you know, sometimes those people hurt me. I get that Zoe life from some, some people sometimes, and sometimes they turn our back, their back on us. But God does not. And so I will day after day come and get my daily bread from the maker of life. And I will praise him 
and I will, I, I will, I will, I will, I will seek, seek it out and eat it and, 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 and take from it. It's almost like a hedonism. You know this word? What is hedonism? It's like to be a hedon is like to just pursue whatever your flesh wants. I think that's what it means to be a hedon. There's this thing called Christian hedonism. And it's like it's people who are like I have I've experienced such great uh, life with God. I just want more. One of my one of my friends is in that period of her life. She's in her early 70s. Her husband passed away a couple of years ago. I've talked I talk about her a lot. Her name's Terry Tucker. And I remember, I've watched Terry age. And Terry, 15 years ago, when she and I were working together, she was kicking butt. She was in ministry. She was doing all these different things. And now when I go visit Terry, she's not doing any of that. But daily, she's coming before God. And I took, my, I took Jovi, my 13-year-old, on her 13th birthday. I was like, you know, 13 is kind of like a becoming, age of becoming and you know, becoming a woman. I was like, I want to show you a woman of God. And how she prays. And I just told Terry, I was like, don't teach her anything. Just teach her how you pray. Just show her how you pray every day. And she said this phrase when we were hanging out that one day. She said, there are days where I just say to myself, I am determined not to move from this chair until I connect with you, God. That's a junkie. That's somebody who's experienced Zoe life. And it's growing. And, and, and she's watching the world pass her by. She's retired. Her husband's not with her anymore. The, like, things have come and gone. And, but Zoe life becomes more and more real to her every day. Man, do I want that? I want that so badly for myself. And guys, I'm so distracted. You know me. I'm ADD. It's like, oh, sweet. Let's go fishing. Let's go over here. Sure. Where are we going? I don't, okay, I'm in. I'm so distracted. I'm so, fra- I'm so fractured. My life is so fragmented sometimes. And then there's these moments in time where I think to myself, oh my goodness, this is what matters. This is where life really is. There's one day where Jesus is walking, or he's teaching, actually, and his teaching is disrupted by some dirt falling on his head. Put that on the screen. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such a large number that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. So picture this, you know, like a house, like you know, maybe this size, or probably smaller. He's in this, this building, and there's just people lined out the door, standing room only, right? And he starts to preach them the word. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Next slide. Since they could not get to Jesus, they're like, oh, I can't get to him. Oh, I got an idea. Because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof. And the homeowner's like, hey, I don't have insurance, you know, or whatever, like, uh, they opened the roof above Jesus by digging through it. And, and, and dig, we're like digging. How do you dig in a roof? Their roofs were like thatch and mud. So it would have been more like earth than it would be like tiles or shingles or something like that. So they're literally like pickaxe or shovels digging a hole in this man, poor man's roof. And then they lowered the mat the, the man was laying on. So, I mean, these are good, this, by the way, this is what a good friend does. These are good friends. If you want to know what a good friend is, this is a good friend. 
when Jesus saw their faith, the faith of the friends, he said to the paralyzed man, son, get up and walk. Nope. Son, your sins are forgiven. And everybody's like, what? You know, everybody's like, wait, I didn't see that coming. Like, Jesus has at this point done a ton of miracles, obviously, because these men know if we can get our buddy who hasn't walked since, you know, that, that dirt biking accident or whatever it was, if we can get him to Jesus, he has a chance to be healed. He has a chance at a better life, at more life. He has a chance at a good bios. And Jesus saw this man, and this is important, that this passage teaches us what God's view of our life is. And this is important because a lot of times we, you and I have maybe prayed to be healed. We prayed for our brains or our minds or our bodies to be different. God, can you make it different? God, can you heal me? God, can you fix this? I wish this was different. If you're all powerful, why is this not happening? And part of the reason is that God's like, yeah, bios is important. Zoe is more important. Jesus looked at the man who was needy and saw that his greatest need was not to be healed so that he could walk again. His greatest need was spiritual. He needed to be forgiven. If he really wanted to have true life for the rest of his life, the best shot at that was to be forgiven of sin and have Zoe, not just bios. Spoiler alert, he gets both. But here's the thing. Have you ever thought about this? This is so interesting to me. All of the miracles in the New Testament, all of the hundreds, maybe even thousands of people that Jesus healed from leprosy, from blindness, from, you know, being crippled, from all of it, okay? All of those people are dead, you th ever thought about that? It's not like this guy's walking around. He's like, I just can't die. Jesus healed me, and I just can't die. I'm like, my bios can't die. And it's like, yeah, God, God cares about our bios. He, it was his idea. He wants us to enjoy it, yes. But it's a means to an end to bring us to Zoe. That's what we're designed for. That's what we're made for. And until we recognize that, and until we start, and here's the thing, this week, you got a week in front of you. What do you want out of it? Until we realize that this week, if we go on pretending like if I can just get more bios, if I can just get more bios, if I can just get more money, if I can just get more time in the gym, if I can just get more whatever, as long as we go on pretending like this, it's just going to be another week. But there's a better way. And it's, what would it look like for us to pursue, for you to pursue Zoe this week? How much time did you spend last week pursuing Zoe? And what would it look like for you this week? If you're at a complete loss, I've got your back. This, honestly, I think it's pretty simple. It's this simple prayer. You put it up on the screen, Trevor. I just want more. God is so good. I, I, I firmly believe that if you, every day this week, come before God with this prayer in your heart, truly in your heart, God, I just want more of you. 
And you can still pray for your kids, Lord, I pray, just Lord, I pray for them, Lord, have mercy, you know? And you can pray for your work, and it's like so frustrating, and you should pray. We should pray for all of those things. Don't hear me wrong, but at the heart of every prayer, is the junkies know that if at the end of it, they're like, yeah, but put all of that aside. Yes, I, my, God, please take care of my bios, my life, and my family, and the people around me. Lord, please. But if we, at the end of each prayer, we truly came to this idea, of, but God, what I want the most, I just want more of you. In fact, let's just, let's just say that phrase together. I just want more of you. Say it one more time. I just want more of you of you. I really think, at least to start, it can be that simple. If you don't know where to start, if you're like, I don't know, opening the Bible seems like, I don't even sure if I believe in the Bible, and I'm not sure about like this idea of worship, like that, that might not be me, but if you start with the prayer, God, I, you can even start with the prayer. This, this is a legal prayer right here. This is totally a legal prayer. It's legal, not, you, you hearing me, right? Legal prayer right here. God, I'm not even sure you're real. But if you are, I want more of you. I think that's a powerful, honest prayer. And if you pray that in the days to come, I'd love to hear about your next week. Let's pray. God, we're sorry. Would you forgive us, Lord? W- would you give us grace for the ways that we have chased bios as if it's the end all be all? Lord, some of us have lived our lives like we're looking for the Holy Grail or the fountain of youth. We're trying to hang on to something that, that just isn't real. It's a life that's fading. You've designed it to fade away so that in the end we can come to the realization that this is real life, that you are real life. We're sorry, Lord. Forgive us. Forgive me, Lord. I've chased so many things that are not of you, that, or chased them in such a way that, that, that they led away from you. And for that, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Would you give us the clarity this week, tomorrow on Monday morning, as we wake up and we face whatever we need to face, good, bad, or indifferent, would you give us the clarity to pray Lord, I want more of you. I just want more of you. And as a result, would you fill us with true life, your life, Zoe life. Pray all this in your name. Amen.